Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Be Well with Dr. Stockwell. I'm Diana Klein, your podcast host. And today we have the privilege of welcoming Anne Garnier, who is the CEO and founder of Lisa Health, onto the podcast today. Lisa Health is an app based and web based program that helps women track their health journey all the way from midlife to menopause. It provides personalized plans, symptom tracking, and then additionally, non-medicinal alternatives to treat symptoms all at your fingertips via your, your smart device or your desktop computer. So without further ado, let's welcome Anne onto the show. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as I just told our listeners, you are the CEO and founder of Lisa Health. And Lisa Health sounds absolutely amazing as far as accessibility, as far as the capabilities that it's able to um, to put in the fingertips of every woman who is preparing for the next phase of life. And uh, as it's my understanding, it is a technological platform. It's an app-based platform as well as web-based. And if you could just tell us a little bit about Lisa Health and then tell us a little bit about yourself as well. Like what got you, what prompted you to start Lisa Health? Like what, what is your background and, and what was that why? What is your why behind Lisa Health? Sure. So Lisa Health is the first digital platform to use technology and evidence-based medicine to give women insights into their menopause transition, as well as offer a personalized non-hormonal plan to manage symptoms and their overall well-being as they age. So our journeys include science and expert-backed recommendations specifically designed for managing the physical and emotional symptoms of menopause that many women experience and helps them to age uh, as well and healthy as possible. And in addition to those personalized plans, we support our users with education, tips and reminders, resources, symptom tracking, and community. So we have quite a few features for to support women during this critical time of their life. That's awesome. That's awesome. So are you guys web-based, like smartphone-based, or um, I should say app-based or web-based? Sure, sure. Your computer? So we offer a web-based platform that is mobile responsive. It works beautifully on a mobile phone since it was designed mobile first, but it's also available on the desktop, which is handy when most of us are working from home from the, for the foreseeable future. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, very cool. So just uh, before, we'll go into Lisa Health a little bit more in just a few moments, but I would absolutely love to hear your story and your background mm-hmm. and how and how you got to this point in your career mm-hmm. and how you decided to start this, this Lisa Health. I've been in the healthcare technology industry for 25 years, working primarily with uh, venture-backed startups that are using the latest technology to solve tough problems around complex conditions. And so a lot of my focus has been on improving patient outcomes, including tackling uh, conditions like high-risk pregnancy and preterm birth. Um, And I've also been very focused on creating a better patient experience overall. Uh, So after many years of helping other entrepreneurs start and scale their companies, I really felt like it was the next step in my career to start my own company. Uh, Some say it was long overdue, 
Um, and as anyone who started a company will tell you, you have to be really passionate about what you're tackling. So I just spent a lot of time thinking about the different problems in healthcare and kept going back to my passion for women's health. Um, you know, I've done a lot of work in that space. Um, but what I was noticing is while there are, are a lot of products and services out there for pregnancy and fertility and even period health and sexual health, there wasn't much going on for women in midlife around the menopause journey, um, as well as supporting healthy aging. And so I really felt that that was a gap. Uh, you know, 85% of women will experience menopause symptoms and are looking for um, solutions to help them gain control over what's happening. So, you know, it really just stood out to me as a big need, especially, you know, given the history of, you know, sort of the shame and silence around menopause. Um, but in terms of myself, you know, interestingly, I skated through perimenopause without any symptoms and thought I was one of the lucky 15%, uh, you know, who just kind of get through menopause um, without a lot of impact. Um, and it was actually about a year post-menopause when I was sort of hit overnight with multiple symptoms that were really uh, impacting the quality of my life. I mean, I felt like I was walking around like this sweaty day zombie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this just happened to coincide with me exploring opportunities in women's health. So even though I consider myself an expert in women's health, you know, I'm almost embarrassed to say that I didn't know a lot about menopause. Uh, You know, most women are blindsided by the symptoms that for many of us, you know, seem to just kind of happen almost overnight. And so my own experience of trying to manage, you know, my symptoms from my visit to my OBGYN to going to Dr. Google you know, it was pretty difficult um, and dissatisfying. And I found that to be the case with a lot of women, you know, so I thought, wow, if this is really tough for me. Like, what is this like for, you know, the average woman who doesn't have the benefit of my healthcare knowledge? So I decided to, you know, just take control and do what I do for a living. And, uh, you know, started really doing a deep dive into how I could manage my symptoms non-hormonally, holistically. And in doing that, I achieved a lot of success in terms of some symptoms going away altogether, others, you know, being very manageable. So that's kind of when the light bulb went off. And I thought, wow, if I could do this for myself, I could do this for women around the globe. So that really was the genesis for starting Lisa Health was really my passion to support women, you know, during this phase of their life. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I am so curious, how did you come up with the name Lisa Health? <laughs> uh, so, you know, after going through a lot of potential names and wanting to make sure it was a name that was easy to remember, easy to spell, you know, those kinds of uh, things, um, we started looking at the most popular baby girls' names of 50 years ago, and oh. Lisa was the most popular baby girl's name, not just, you know, 50 years ago, but it was the most popular name for, you know, 10 years running, and it was in the top 10 for 18 years. I mean, it was completely unprecedented. So I started to think about it and, you know, and thought, wow, you know, Lisa, hmm. 
everybody has a Lisa in their life. It's, you know, whether a sister, a friend, an aunt, you know, usually multiple Lisas, in fact. And so I just thought that, you know, it was very warm and relatable. It's like this, you know, Lisa is your trusted friend on your journey through menopause and midlife. Oh, that is so cool. And I love the fact you said everyone has a Lisa in their life. You're 100% mm-hmm. correct. I have several mm-hmm. Lisas in my life within that um, age bracket too. So that is very cool. Very cool. So you guys mostly focus, I, we've had some previous um, previous guests that um, kind of focus more on the hormonal type treatment and Lisa Health specifically, you guys do not focus on hormone treatment at all. It is 100% holistic. Did I understand you correctly? when you? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. So many women are looking for recommendations on lifestyle interventions that can help them manage their menopause symptoms naturally, as well as just, you know, uh, kind of go put themselves on this path to healthy aging. And so we really saw that as a gap, only 2% of physicians actually discuss lifestyle interventions with uh, their menopausal patients. You know, unfortunately, very few physicians are trained in menopausal care, and many physicians are not trained in lifestyle medicine. And they also have a time issue. You know, let's face it, you know, physicians are very busy, and so they don't have a lot of time to spend with a woman, particularly around menopause, where you really need a fair amount of time to unpack all of the symptoms and other concerns that a woman has and to really explain all the options. So I think for some women, HRT is, um, or hormone therapy uh, is appropriate, but many, many women are seeking non-hormonal alternatives. And unfortunately, there just is a gap. And so they tend to come away from their doctor's visit feeling rather disappointed that they didn't get more support and a plan. And then they turn to Dr. Google and Dr. Google, as we all know, there's a lot there. And so they quickly become overwhelmed and confused. They don't know what information to trust because there's a lot of conflicting information out there. So, you know, using my healthcare background, uh, you know, felt that we could really bring both technology uh, and evidence-based medicine to bear to offer women the kind of insights and um, support that they're looking for. Sure. Wow. That's great. That's great. So Lisa Health is a standalone as far as not affiliated with any medical practice or or any doctors at this point. Is that, is that correct? Uh, Yes. So, you know, we offer women the tools and education to bridge the gap they may have with their own physician. You know, physicians really love our platform. They feel it's a platform they can trust and recommend. You know, many physicians have told me they would like to, you know, prescribe Lisa Health to their patients because they believe that many of them would benefit from three to six months of lifestyle interventions before, looking at pharmaceutical alternatives. Um, You know, just I mentioned a few minutes ago, they just don't have the time and the training. So I think that Lisa Health is, you know, especially relevant now when our healthcare system is so strained. Um, And our users love that we are science-backed and offer recommendations and education that they can trust. 
Um, if a woman doesn't have a physician, we can refer her to menopause practitioners who are certified through the North American Menopause Society. Gotcha. Excellent. Excellent. So as far as, let's say that some of our listeners are in this phase of life where they really need your guidance, how would they go about finding you? And mm -hmm. if you can just kind of outline sure. for us, like how, how to find you and then mm -hmm. the, the costs overall of your programs. Mm -hmm. and then, mm -hmm. Is there any way that any kind of insurance or health savings accounts or anything can be used? Or is this strictly out of pocket for now? It seems mm -hmm. like something that could potentially, if it's not already, be covered by insurance, which would be great at some point. Sure, sure. So they can visit us at lisahealth.com, L-I-S-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And today the platform is free. Uh, we want as many women to benefit from the quality education and tools uh, that we make available um, to them today. Um, but we're actively working on the next version of our product, and that will be a paid version. And we hope to have that out um, over the next several months. That's amazing. That's great. That's great. So another just kind of segue question, talking about business and talking about platforms, um, several of our listeners are in the business world and several also may have interest to, to branch out on their own as you have to fill that void. If you were to give a bit of advice to a budding entrepreneur who may want to go into your type of space, into the technology mm -hmm. space offering um, kind of an alternative to going into the doctor's office and, and going through that current process. What, what would you say? What would you recommend as step one? I would advise them to talk to as many women as possible. You know, there's nothing like getting close to your customer and understanding the needs that they truly have. And so that's the advice I always give to people who are, you know, have an idea um, back in the napkin or otherwise is say, you know, how, how many people in your target market have you actually talked to, to validate, you know, what their problems and concerns are, what they're willing to pay for, you know, and some of the other, you know, sort of fundamentals of uh, building a, a company and a product. Gotcha. Gotcha. Excellent. So some of our listeners are on the younger end of the scale, um, mm -hmm. late twenties. And then uh, our upper end is, is the early sixties. And then we have listeners of every age in between. Um, so we talked a lot about menopause and people typically, when they think of menopause, they think of 50 and over, and that's not always the case. And there's, it seems like there's a lot of things that the younger women in their forties and in their thirties can do to help prepare for menopause and to help um, ease that transition. Could you talk a little bit about what we ladies who are in our 30s, 40s, and maybe early 50s that haven't hit menopause yet, what we can do to prepare our bodies to health-wise and otherwise now in the younger years to make that transition easier? Yeah. Sure. There's a lot that women can do, and earlier the better. So menopause symptoms typically start in your early 40s, although it can, they can begin in your late 30s. And you know, oftentimes women confuse uh, symptoms of perimenopause in the earlier stage with other things like just being busy and tired and stressed. And so they, they may not recognize that they're, they're in the early uh, stages of perimenopause because they're 
having regular periods. And I think for most women, menopause is associated with uh, the cessation of periods or, or when your periods stop. And it's actually a rather gradual phase that happen, can happen over many years. So as you transition into the later stage of perimenopause, you know, typically in your mid to late 40s, uh, then you'll start to um, notice that your symptoms are becoming more bothersome. You, hot flashes are the most common sign um, that kind of, you know, sort of give women sort of the wake up call of, hmm, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, it's starting to get very hot at random times sure. during the day or when I'm sleeping. Um, and then, you know, their menstrual cycle may become irregular. And it's usually the irregularity that's, you know, sort of the clue, although some women think it may be something else. Um, but, you know, it's important to talk to your doctor about menopause, um, even when you're, you know, on the younger side. Um, the average age of reaching menopause in the U.S. is 51, but the typical range for natural menopause is 45 to 55. Now, younger women, you know, there are there are small percentage of younger women who need to be concerned about starting menopause early, um, either before age 40 or between age 40 and 44. Um, there are a number of risk factors uh, that we know from research. Smoking, for example, is considered, you know, the number one cause of starting menopause early. And the reason you don't want to start menopause early is because it can put you at higher risk of things like cardiovascular disease and osteoporosis. So you really want to engage in healthy lifestyle behaviors as early as possible in life and continue to build on those healthy lifestyle behaviors so that as you age, as you transition into menopause, you're doing that um, naturally and as healthfully as possible. That's, a, that's great advice. Great advice. It seems like a common thread, no matter if we're talking about menopause or breast cancer or any ailment, it, it seems like smoking typically comes mm -hmm. up as yes. the plus number one risk factor for everything. Mm -hmm. oh. It does. Gosh, amazing. Hmm. So we, you spoke a few moments ago about you know the healthcare industry um, that we're in now, healthcare system, if you will, being so strained, and our our doctors and nurses and and PAs of everyone of every level that provide care are so strained and overbooked. I know um, one of my doctors that I see regularly is double booked, so I might have an eight fifteen appointment, and then another person has an eight fifteen appointment, and my doctor may only have five minutes with me and five minutes with the other person, and they're somewhat banking on the fact that perhaps they'll have a no-show for the 8.30 and then they can get a break, which is just just crazy to me. So um, you have clearly seen the niche in the market, not only in the lack of knowledge, if you will, for premenopausal issues, but you've also seen a niche where, or you've discovered a niche where a technology-based platform is highly effective and still gets as effectively, if not more so, um, gets the word out to women about menopause. And being in the healthcare industry, as you have been for years, you've seen a lot of change. Do you think that we will see more web-based platforms for all types of health issues, such as um, other, even for gentlemen issues that they encounter for our children? Do you see the health, our healthcare system going more digital, more telemedicine based? Absolutely. There's no question. 
you know, in this current COVID-19 crisis is accelerating the adoption of alternative ways of receiving healthcare services because we're, we're in a place where, you know, we, we're encouraged to only seek um, in-person medical care, um, you know, if we believe we have symptoms of the coronavirus or other urgent healthcare matters. So providers are working really hard to offer digital avenues for patients to get treatment. And so as people become more comfortable interacting with the healthcare system and professionals digitally, that will promote the sustained use of digital health tools. And I also think it'll drive more innovation as it forces both the healthcare uh, industry and consumers to be more open and creative about healthcare delivery. You know, I do think that we as a society, you know, we sort of get into our routine and, and have a comfort level, particularly around healthcare, because, you know, it's, it's so sensitive in terms of the privacy of our information and our data and the interactions we're having. But I think this will get, uh, you know, both sides more comfortable uh, with digital tools. And from a women's health perspective, you know, there's apps for everything from pregnancy and fertility to diabetes and depression. So from my perspective, we need to ensure that women's health and menopause, specifically menopause, is not overlooked when there's so much that technology can do to fill the gaps in care. So with technology, you know, we can address the shortage of trained physicians in menopause care. We can reach underserved populations, you know, not just in the U.S. and worldwide. And with technology, you know, we can empower patients to take control of their own health and give them the tools that they need. You know, I also think that technology gives us the opportunity to facilitate really meaningful conversations between patient and physicians. I mean, when you walk in as a patient, you know, with a snapshot of, of data that, you know, sh shows that you've been tracking uh, your hot flashes and your triggers, for example, it actually gives the physician something to work with and to be able to guide you in a more meaningful way. Um, and then there's just the in incredible potential of technology, you know, to address other challenges in healthcare. And, you know, we're still in the early days of what's possible. Um, but I've been in the healthcare, you know, technology industry my entire career, and there's no question that this is the most exciting period of innovation that I've witnessed. Awesome. Oh, that's great to hear. That's really great to hear. Wonderful. Well, is there, just to kind of recap, um, Lisa Health, online-based platform, uh, online as well as uh, at well, online desktop computer or laptop computer based and then app based via um, our personal electronic devices um, currently free, which is amazing. Um, and it basically is a, not only a resource, but it is a tracking system to help women track as well as learn about uh, this next phase of life that they can in turn take to their OBGYN and say, Hey, here's what I know and here's what I'm feeling and what's the best course of action. That seems amazing. Um, and just one last, one last thing before I let you go. I always ask every guest, um, what kind of advice would you give your closest personal 
female friend or relative, whether so friend, daughter, sister, mother, aunt, what would you tell them regarding their health? Sure. Well, a quick disclaimer that I give to everyone, I'm not a doctor and I don't provide medical advice, but as a longtime healthcare professional and expert in menopause and midlife women's health, you know, my recommendation is to adopt healthy lifestyle behaviors. As you mentioned earlier, you know, much of what ails us as we age, including, you know, some of our menopause symptoms are rooted in lifestyle choices. So by engaging in holistic lifestyle activities, you know, we can improve our well-being and we can age really well. You know, even if you think you already have a healthy lifestyle, there is always room for improvement. You know, and the bottom line is we're all aging. It's inevitable. But by making the right lifestyle choices, having a positive attitude and continuing to work on being you know, the best, healthiest, you know, version of yourself, that can just be a a game changer, you know, for how you experience life. And during this particularly challenging time, you know, healthy lifestyle, it's more important than ever. You know, women are under tremendous pressure and we're seeing really high levels of stress and anxiety, and that takes an enormous toll on our health. So my message to women right now is to start simple and focus on one or two small things you can do to improve your well-being and your immunity and that of your family. And what you do today will pay off not only in the moment, but in the future. That's excellent advice. And that's so true. We are as a whole under so much stress these days, trying to juggle so many things. And uh, it seems like oftentimes trying to please everyone. And we need to realize that we just can't do that all the time and need to do um, a little bit of self-care to keep us all going. So that's, that's exactly great. right. We, we do need to invest in ourselves in order to be you know, strong and of, and of value to others. And I know that, you know, we're juggling a lot, particularly right now. And so it may be hard to find a lot of time in the day, but carving out even just, you know, 10 or 15 minutes for yourself and finding balance and doing whatever you need to do to recharge, you know, calm your mind and, uh, you know, boost your health. I mean, it's just really critical right now that we all find that time. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Anne, thank you so much again for joining us again for our listeners. Um, Anne Garnier has joined us. She is the founder and CEO of Lisa health, which is an amazing program and application to help you monitor your health, help you live the best life that you can and really help you navigate uh, the menopause, premenopause, menopause and postmenopause transition. So please go to her website, lisahealth.com. We'll also have all of her social media handles um, posted as well on our YouTube channel along with this podcast and through our other social media channels so that you can follow her and see the amazing things she's doing for women's health. So Anne, thank you so much again for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Diana. It was a pleasure to be on the show. <laughs>